The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Museum Life with Carol Bossert. Museums are important whether we work in them, for them, or simply love visiting them. Throughout history, people have collected things and put them on display to enjoy. But today's museums offer much more than rooms filled with stuff. They provide places to learn and share experiences with family and friends, as well as sanctuaries to unplug, rest, and refresh. On today's show, we'll discuss how museums can remain relevant and sustainable, reach out to new audiences, and remain attuned to cultural and technological trends. Now, here's your host, Carol Bossert. Welcome to Museum Life. I'm Carol Bossert. Thank you for joining me today. Today I have a fabulous guest, uh, one of our international guests, and and, uh, I am so pleased that she was able to make time for us, and I am talking about Orna Cohen, uh, who is the co-founder and also the chief content and creative officer for Digital Social Enterprises. And some of uh, you may know, uh, may not know Laura, uh, Orna by name, but I know you know some of the work that she and her other co-founder have been working on, including uh, the series of dialogue exhibits, including a, a fabulous exhibit that was certainly transformational for me years ago when I saw Dialogue in the Dark. Uh, and so today, Orna is going to share with us uh not only some background and some insights into that particular exhibition, but also uh, how she has been working on all of the dialogue exhibitions and how they truly, truly are transforming uh, our world. And, of course, I can think of no better time to be talking to Orna and to be thinking about and, and really showing how museums can change uh, the world for the better. So, Orna, with all of that, thank you so much for taking the thank time. Thank you very us. much. Thank you. Thank you so much for a wonderful introduction. Yeah, I'm very pleased to be with you today, and I'm happy to share whatever you want. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, the first thing I'd like you to share, Orna, is your absolutely fascinating career path. You have done so many things, have been given so many awards. Uh, I've don't mean to put you on the spot, but I know our audience is going to be very interested in getting to know you. So if you could just share a bit about your career path, I I would be so grateful. Yeah, well, in fact, you know, I I arrived to museology and museum by accident. I was a... I dreamt to be a, a, a theater director. I learned psychology and after that education and I start a doctorate in cognition psychology and once um, 
my director of the thesis and asked me if I don't mind to go to a meeting. I, it was in Paris in these days, and a meeting um, where people are planning a science center, a modern science center, when they want to have a, a very special kindergarten for young people when the parents are going to the science center, they will leave it, their, their, kin, their kid in a special kindergarten. And I told her, but why they need to be a kindergarten and why it's not an exhibition? And I went to this um, meeting and it was so fascinating that I continue to go to meeting and I find myself starting designing exhibition. So my, my past career, it's not so... It's a long, long time I design a exhibition for children at La Cité de Sciences and Industries. Most than 15 years I was at La Cité de Sciences and Industries. And after um, perhaps seven years in children, I the most uh, well-known exhibition at La Cité des Enfants. It's the big space in in the center for kids. And I start in 86 all the exhibitions for really, really under six years old. Then after a while, I, I like and I try to convince my director that it would be wonderful to have in Science Center also human science because this is what I like. And I start some exhibition for 2000 and on or before even about human science like Desire of Learning or Me Game or other kind of exhibitions that are more about um, subjects that are more psychology, ethnology, uh, sociology. And then, uh, yeah, and then I, now it's 15 years, I met my husband and my partner for life and for work, and we start dialogue exhibition. So this is my past career. The dialogue exhibition, in fact, we are not anymore a science center. We are not anymore a children's museum. We are a very special social enterprise where um, our exhibition are tools, are seen as tools for social change. And uh, it's through dialogue and encounter that everything happens. Well, Orna, thank you so very much. And you are being uh, terribly modest in, uh, in describing your career. You truly have been on the, the cutting edge of uh, so many uh, innovations in the museum world, including the, uh, uh, the Children's uh, Museum in, in Paris, uh, the, the Gallery at Le Cité, which I was very fortunate uh, to visit about 20 years ago when I began my museum career. And of course, uh, uh, exhibitions in psychology and sociology, uh, those are just now, uh, people in the United States are just beginning to think about those, those topics. Uh, and, and here you have been uh, working in this area for such a long time. And, and uh, thank you. It has always been a privilege to, uh, for me to talk with you and share your insights. Thank you. So I'd like to I'd like to ask you then. I mean, you you started, uh, but I'd like to ask you what what then inspired you to create the dialogue exhibitions. Well, in fact, you know, it's funny that you, you it's funny that you ask this question. I, I 
um, as I say, exhibition can be really very uh, transformative experience. And uh, the, um, I think that my, my leitmotif is a, a better living together. Um, now for a long time, perhaps because of my own uh, past, I'm originally Israeli, then I'm French, now I'm married to a German, so I'm living also in Germany, so I have three nationalities. And um, through all these um, three the aspect I I I'm very I'm very willing to help us all of us to live better together, and uh, I believe that through encounter it's not I believe in fact uh, Martin Buber it's a Jewish um, a German philosopher um, is one of my hero and our hero. And he wrote in a book, uh, I and me, and me, you, I and you, he wrote that the only way to learn is through encounter. So the question was how we can create exhibition that bring a real encounter, um, between people in a way that, uh, something happened. And we are not completely the same before and after the experience. So, of course, the word and the idea of dialogue is uh, the, the key word. And all our exhibition and dialogue exhibition are platforms for encounter, where people that have not the chance to meet normally can meet. So this is the principle. What, what inspired, um, it's certainly this will to... to to move to yes, I think that uh, how how we can influence to be more open mind, to be more, um, to have more trust, to be more empathetic for other, and this is the way to do. One of the way, at least. That's uh, thank you, thank you. That's a that's a a very good uh, introduction. Uh, I think. Though it will be helpful for our listeners, uh, uh, of course we have listeners all over the world and while uh, the Dialogue uh, Encounter Project is in many, many countries, uh, I, let's not assume uh, that everyone has certainly uh, participated in Dialogue uh, in the Dark, which was your, your first uh, initiative. Could you just sort of describe Dialogue in the Dark, uh, you know, sort of paint a word picture? for us. Uh, yes. Uh, thank yes, you. Yes, of course. Yes, Dialogue in the Dark indeed is, uh, we, we, I think we reach already 9 million people, so some of the people have visited it. So Dialogue in the Dark is in fact an experience of daily life in complete darkness. Uh, the visitors are entering in group of small groups, 10 maximum, um, in pitch dark, equipped with a cane, and after a small introduction to their guide that is blind, they will have the adventure to to discover their other um, to discover the the world without without uh, without this, without seeing. So normally. Every, every country adapts, every city adapts the exhibition, but the idea is that visitors are going through um, several sets 
several room. It's like a set that you built for for a for a theater or for a movie. So it will be a set of the park, for example, when you will enter to this room, and it will be everything. Recon- it, it will be reproduced like a real park with the, with the plant, with the with the the sound, with the the waterfall. Everything will be this, but. It's in complete dark, so it means all your other senses will be slowly, slowly recognizing that this is a part, not only this, but that where are the birds, where is the waterfall, uh, you can move, you can discover, you can smell. So one set is the park, another set generally is the city, and you need to cross a, a road, and you need to go to... Some, some in some exhibition you you are going entering to a tram. Some it's a bus. Some it's um, just to 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 cross the road and to to try to find an ATM. Um, so an experience of a city, an experience of a boat cruise in some exhibition, an experience of a sound room in another. A lot of time you have an experience. Another set is just a house. A house when you have. Uh, a living room with the TV, with the the, the, the kitchen, with all uh, equipment. So every room in in Japan, we have the the Japanese house. So every room is every set is different, and but in complete darkness. And the last set generally is a bar, where we create a real bar. And when the visitor are invited to order in a bar, a, a, a coffee, a tea, or a or another soft drink, and to pay, to give the money, to receive uh, the change. So, of course, how you know that uh, this is $1 and this is $5 and this is either the change, so all this you, you, are, you need to trust the others that they give you the good money. And then you can, you can sit in the bar with your group and share uh, com- you share your experience, but you also can ask the guide um, question about how is his life. So dialogue in the dark. The last room is really the dialogue. But in dialogue in the dark, you have three dialogue. You have first dialogue with yourself because when you are in complete darkness, of course. Uh, you need to overcome fear. You need to 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 work with your other sense. So you have a dialogue with yourself. Dialogue with the other because you are in a group, and of course um, the other helping you, and you are helping the other to recognize, to feel more and more comfortable uh, in the dark and in the different environment. And the dialogue with the otherness in this kind case, it's the the blind guide. When normally in gen- most of the people have no chance to meet and to share time. And in this case, as you can imagine, it's a wall swap. Uh, in the dark, the, the blind guide is the sighted person, and we are the blind, and he's helping us. And this wall swap, this target show the, the blind person with all the, the, the assets and all the talents that they have. And in the bar, but we have the occasion to talk about all this. Now, do do uh, do the the audience does the audience know that their guides are are blind? Yes, normally the 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 the, the audience knows that the, the blind is guide blind. They don't see 
her or him at the beginning of the exhibition, but they can meet in some exhibition, they can meet the, the guide after the tour in the light. Ah, ah. But uh, not in all the exhibition. Depends. Sometimes the guide will not go out of, on the light. Sometimes he will go. But of course, all visitors know that the guide, he, the expert on the, on the, 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 the unseen, the word uh, that is beyond sight, the, the word beyond sight is a blind person or, or visual impaired. Not all of them, you know, blindness is a range <laughs> variety of, but it's visual, player, visual impaired or blind person. Uh, thank you for that clarification, and I should have realized that myself. I am sorry, uh, and I appreciate your clarification. You know, I think um, this is a, a good opportunity opportunity to take our first break. I think uh, those of you who are listening have, Orna has painted uh, a beautiful uh, word picture of what this experience must be like. And I'm sure you as I are, are interested in knowing the reactions of, of audiences. But I think we're going to do that after the break so we don't uh, uh, break up our flow. Uh, so with your permission, Orna, we're going to take our first of two breaks, but do come back, uh, listeners, because there certainly is so much more to talk about uh, with this very innovative approach and uh, Orna Cohen's uh, amazing uh, thoughts and uh, dedication to this project. So please uh, stay tuned. We will be back in a moment. This is Carol Bossert for Museum Life. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Carol Bossert established CB Services, LLC because she believes in the societal value of museums. Exhibitions are a primary way that museums deliver this value, providing places for exploration, renewal, and conversation. Good exhibitions begin with good content. And at CB Services, we are all about the content. CB Services helps organizations identify, shape, and document the ideas and stories that form the foundation of a successful exhibit. We provide tools that help our clients make good decisions throughout the exhibition development process and get the most out of collaborations with architects and exhibit designers. CB Services offers half-day and day-long workshops to get staff, boards, and communities ready for an exhibition project. Call today to schedule a workshop. CB Services also offers a one-hour free consultation to organizations no matter where they are in the exhibition development process. Visit carolbossertservices.com. Reach out to Carol through Twitter or LinkedIn or call her directly at 240-432-7712. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. 
Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned into Museum Life with Carol Bossert. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to carol.bossert at verizon.net. Now, back to Museum Life. Welcome back. This is Carol Bossert, and today I am talking with Orna Cohen, who is the co-founder of Digital Social Enterprises, and they are an organization that do a, a series of dialogue and encounters, as Orna reminded us. These are really platforms for encounters uh, that help us influence uh, things, influence the world, uh, and influence all of us, and build our empathy to understand uh, what it's like, really, to be another person. And so, right before break, Orna shared with us the uh, experience of dialogue in the dark, in which people are uh, taken uh, through, uh, you know, in everyday life, you know, being in a city, crossing the street, paying for a tea in a cafe, but of course, all in total darkness. Uh, so, Orna, how have people uh, reacted over the years to to be participating in this experience? Yeah, well, I think that it's a very, very strong experience, first of all, just because it's darkness. Of course, in, in these days, you know, you, you have a lot. Now it's very popular. When we start in 80, it's not me, it's my, my Andreas Heineke that started this experience. In 88, 89, the first time, it was really, uh, in these days, everybody told, him, you are crazy to do an exhibition in total darkness. Nobody will come, and it's very dangerous. But now it's a, it's a, a real exhibition with all the security, and everybody is very, very interesting to come. And it's a very strong experience. First of all, because of the darkness, you uh, need to overcome some some uncomfort zone, and you you need to to move beyond. <laughs> Beyond your 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 comfort zone, um, as I say, there are, uh, first of all, um, people are going outside grateful for for what they have, especially for the outside. This is the first thing. The second is the 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 the, the, the fun that they have because it's 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 really the capacity that we have. We have an immense capacity of us to adapt, and in fact. We spend one hour in the dark, and the 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 one the first minute it's very difficult. The second minute it's less difficult, and at the end it's just a big fun, and we are feeling very comfortable in this darkness, and even recognize where we are and who is on the right side, who is on the left side, and all this. So this ability that we have so quickly to adapt, our brain is adapting, is something that give us a lot of, give to the visitor a lot of empowerment. 
of course, after that come all the 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 the, the, the capacity, of course, to 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 move in the dark, to to yeah, as I say, the ability to 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 move, to identify in the dark. Then we have all the the capacity to 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 communicate. In fact, there's another way to communicate in the dark because you see what I mean. Don't work there. You cannot see what I mean. So it means you need to be more precise. You need to listen more carefully. And out of the, the difficulty, you have bonding experience. So the team is very strong. And people are going out with a very strong team feeling that something happened to all of them together. Then the encounter with the, with the, with the guy is a, a very strong moment. And generally, um, you have a lot of, of um, a unbelievable comment regarding how I have seen and how I now now I, I how I look at, at the people. Sorry, I'm exciting, so I'm losing my work. But people going out, uh, changing the way they they see blindness and disability in general. That's uh, that's so heartening. Uh, particularly uh, 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 right now, um, when there there is so much conflict uh, in the world and uh, in this country, a little bit of conflict, uh, and yeah. and and there that uh, that that such an hour you said uh, an hour of time can be so uh, uh, so transformational. I, I'm wondering. So, how do you find the guides? Oh, this is, um, you know, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, we, we are well known. So we, we, we generally, our exhibition is a community exhibition. In fact, um, we are not coming and building or giving anything. We are giving all the know-how. It means that we are giving all the floor plan, how to build it, etc. And then we are reaching with the help of our partner to, to of course, to... To, um, to organization, and, uh, and this organization, with them, we will find the, the blind talents, because it's generally we are looking for blind talents. Um, so in every country, in every city, uh, the most important thing is when we start the exhibition with our partner, it can be a museum, it can be a social entrepreneur, it can be a university, we have very, very various partners, uh, we will reach out to the local community, the local organization with whom we will meet. Generally, so far we have 10,000 10, people <laughs> work with us. So, so, and we will, and we will, and we will discuss, explain the project, and we'll do then um, the, 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 the tender to, to, to call for tender for, for people that are uh, interested to work with us. So generally, depend of the dialogue, but generally we have two kinds, one via all the, the partner organization and the other time we are just going through the newspaper or the, the web saying, oh, um, Museum X or Museum Z is will open in six months or it's eight months uh, an exhibition dialogue with time or dialogue in the dark or and looking for uh, blind talents that are uh, 
well uh, well in communication uh, because we need some it's not enough to be blind or old or deaf or whatever to be a, a guide normally we are looking for blind talent that are able to communicate and to 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 communicate and dialogue with our partner with our guests and then we have the request uh, the, the answer to the request and then we are coming we have the 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 organization are doing a first selection, and then we dialogue social enterprise with our blind uh, or deaf, or, or we have our master trainer, and they are coming and, and, and selecting the, the candidate through workshop normally. You know, I must say, Orna, I, I never really understood that aspect of the project and perhaps I've, you know, perhaps you've been talking about it and I just haven't been paying attention, but, you know, there, there has been so much talk recently, uh, both in the U.S. and in the U.K., not only about social justice, but community building. And this project, this approach that, that you have been using really is uh, one of the most powerful community building uh, enterprises. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just wondering, and I'm sort of skipping ahead, so forgive me, but do you keep in contact with with um, with organiz uh, with organizations, whether it's a museum or a, another type of organization that has had, you know, say, you know, one of your one of your projects. I mean, does that come? Do, do you find that there the community that they built sort of you know stays on and develops oh, yes. their own things? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, some of our exhibition are now 16 years on the mark, 17 years. But when it's when it's a temporary exhibition, you, you we you have a lot of influence. Depend, of course, but you have a lot of influence of the community, and things happen. Things happen. <laughs> wonderful. I can give you a lot of example. In in in, for example, in Denmark. They have been one hour and a, one year and a half doing dialogue in the dark there. It was a, a science center in, in Denmark. And after the exhibition, in fact, first of all, they hire some of the, of the guides. And third, secondly, um, the community, the community, the, the, the blind community in, in Copenhagen become part, very strong uh, partner for the, for the museum, but you have it also in other places, like in the university in Singapore. In Singapore, we have dialogue in the dark in a, in a, in a university. In Nanyan Polytechnic University, they're still they're still there. They're now five, seven years, and 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 in fact, the the community is part now more and more involved in the university. All the idea, in fact, we are doing exhibition. Andreas Heineke, the co-founder, is not coming from museum. He's a social entrepreneur, and he's an Ashoka fellow and a Schwab fellow. And he's coming for the social entrepreneurial world. It means for him the most, in fact, we are having two objectives. One is to empower um, the community and to give voice to the community that are living in, in city. 
and marginalized community. And for the other side, to change the mindset of the people toward otherness, whatever means otherness, if it's a disability, if it's a refugee, if it's a old people, etc. So, in fact, we, our aim is to, so every time, the fact that the community, and now, for example, in, in Frankfurt, we finish dialogue with time, and we are still in contact, 35 um, 70-plus people were working in the museum. The oldest employee was 92. The exhibition is closed, but the community, the, the, these people, the, the, the several associations of, of seniors are now very involved in, in, in the museum. Suddenly the museum becomes a place that... Uh, the, the communities that work with them want to continue, and then they have other projects that are with For example, in Frankfurt, uh, the seniors are going to schools now and, and uh, doing other things, not in the museum, but for the museum to schools. So we, we reach our goal. Yes, abs uh, yes, uh, on a variety of levels, but... Uh, I really think that it that we need to uh, in in conversations that we're having uh, certainly I've had on this show uh, my, some of my guests have mentioned and uh, others around uh, the museum community and in uh, conferences museum next etc where we talk about community building I I think that going back uh, perhaps and and as you said. This you have been doing this for so many uh, uh, so many years, and you have so much data. I mean, organizations that have been uh, participating in this 16, 17 years, that uh, that this really is a, a a way of building communities uh, that that cross all social barriers, and uh, uh, it it has so much to to offer. Um, all of us. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm hoping you and your partner are beginning to write the book about this. We, the book, yes. <laughs> we, we wrote a chapter in a book, uh, Fostering Empathy Through Museum, as it was published last year, but we would like to write a book. Yes, it will come. In fact, we have a, I don't know if it's in the topic, but we, we have a, we want to create a, a museum called Modi, Museum of Diversity and Inclusion. And we want to put all our exhibition together in this place. This is our next step. Modi, Museum of Diversity and Inclusion, when you have all the, all, all our exhibition and workshop on diversity, we have open mind uh, dialogue with invisible people, so this is a workshop about uh, refugees, so all this in the same place, when all the community are working together. That is uh, a, a wonderful, uh, wonderful goal, and I 
I wish you all the all the luck in in achieving it. Just before we go to break, though, I I, I want to just underscore something that you just said. So so currently you are offering uh, a workshop uh, related to understanding the perspective of refugees. Could you just uh, remind us of the name of of that workshop and where people might uh, how they might contact you to uh, organize yeah. such. It, it, it's only it's only for the moment only in Germany and in Hamburg we just start. Uh, it's more about invisible dialogue with invisible people. In fact, you know the people that you you cannot see because for the moment they are not they are not recognized. So yeah, this is the idea. But we are we are in the middle of the process. I hope we will be ready for April. Ah. Yes, uh, oh, I, I hope so too. There is certainly the United States is a uh, a key client, um, as as you know. We've been uh, discussing refugees here in the last uh, month month or two. Um, yeah. We're we're going to take our second break, and when we come back, uh, more with Orna Cohen. Particularly, she shared a lot about all of her other topics: uh, dialogue in silence, dialogue with time. And I want her to uh, have an opportunity to share a little bit with you about what those are like. Perhaps when you hear those, you would want to bring those to your community as well as how she is so sure about the outcomes and impacts of of this program because she is measuring. Them. So please stay tuned. We will be back in a moment. This is Carol Bossert for Museum Life. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com Carol Bossert established CB Services, LLC because she believes in the societal value of museums. Exhibitions are a primary way that museums deliver this value, providing places for exploration, renewal, and conversation. Good exhibitions begin with good content. And at CB Services, we are all about the content. CB Services helps organizations identify shape, and document the ideas and stories that form the foundation of a successful exhibit. We provide tools that help our clients make good decisions throughout the exhibition development process and get the most out of collaborations with architects and exhibit designers. CB Services offers half-day and day-long workshops to get staff, boards, and communities ready for an exhibition project. Call today to schedule a workshop. CB Services also offers a one-hour free consultation to organizations no matter where they are in the exhibition development process. Visit carolbossertservices.com, reach out to Carol through Twitter or LinkedIn, or call her directly at 240-432-7712. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned into Museum Life with Carol Bossert. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to carol.bossert at verizon.net. Now, back to Museum Life. Welcome back. This is Carol Bossert, and I am here with Orna Cohen, uh, and she has been sharing with us the wonderful, uh, I was going to say social experiment, but it's more than an experiment. It really is uh, a trend, a a tried and true and valuable approach, not only to help helping audiences see the world through another's eyes and build empathy, but also in helping uh, communities come together, not only for uh, developing a specific exhibit, but then uh, coming together uh, and knitting themselves together better over time. Uh, Orna, I know we're in our last segment, and uh, it will go pretty fast. So before we get down to you know the last 30 seconds, I would like to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners, if they are interested in contacting you to uh, talk about one of your workshops or uh, one of your your uh, 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 exhibitions. Um, what uh, what email address should they they use? Oh. Yeah, the info. In fact, it's info at dialogue um, slash se like social enterprise dot com. Info at dialogue. Um, how you call the, sla- the slash? Yes, in the slash. Middle? Yep. S- Slash se dot com. So that's se like social. The s from social e from enterprise dot com. Okay, perfect. So, so, and I will repeat that again uh, before I we leave the show today. So, so Orna, um, you mentioned as. Uh, at least two other projects uh, that are up and operational. One is called Dialogue in Silence, uh, which I'm assuming is about uh, people with hearing impairments, and then Dialogue with Time. Uh, And I was just reading about that. Uh, You sent me some information, and that's becoming a a topic of great relevance for me. Uh, So I'm wondering, could you just share a little tiny bit, um, maybe about like the planning process that you use Used when you uh, developed dialogue with time. Yeah, with dialogue and time. Well, it's it, we are not artists. In fact, we are going through a long, long process 
first of all, we need to understand the, the challenge and the difficulty. Then we will need to speak with experts and we'll develop a committee to, to go through really what is the most important um, thing that we need to, 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 to work with. And what is the prejudice about? We are learning first all the prejudice about uh, about the the, 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 the the marginalized groups that we are working, and then with them we will start to work and create the experience. It's important for us. We have several. We have a methodology to 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 go through our exhibition with our um, our exhibition and and we are in fact we are using the transformative learning theory when we will try to we will look for a dis- distortion dilemma then we will work with with the play we, we i will not enter to all the detail but it's really a long long process um with our methodology to to create an exhibition that's uh that's very, very interesting. Uh, I'm interested then, uh, so, so you identify a, a topic uh, in using your methodology, and then you also uh, engage with uh, a, a, at like an advisory group? Yes, uh, to, we, to we, help? We, we, yeah, with, with the expert on the field, uh, it can be, for example, for dialogue with time, it can be of a geriatric, it can be a sociologue, it can be, um, but even media, we will ask uh, what are the, the, the preconceptions about, we will read what people are saying about it, and then we know, for example, that we will all grow old, but nobody wants to become old, but we know that uh, one-third of uh, some of the country uh, will be uh, above 65 in 20 years. So, in fact, uh, things need to change politically, personally, social, social, in, in the society, if we want really to, 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 to overcome this, uh, uh, this um, change of, of uh, this important uh, demographic change. And then we will work with the expert and with the community, with the 70, 80 plus, to see what can be done, but also with creative people to create our exhibition. Because it needs to be strong, it needs to be fun, it needs to be a real and authentic dialogue, and it needs to, 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 to bring to question the person that after that they can continue to, to, to think or to even act about it. So how The impact long... is very important for us. Yes, yes. So uh, before we get to impact, I, I was just uh, curious. So, so how long does it take you, say, from uh, concept to actually having a, uh, an exhibition that you could, uh, you have the plans that, that you, you could install, uh, help others install? Oh, it's a long process. <laughs> At least 10 years. Because of that, we don't have so many. <laughs> um, between, between, the, between the moment, for example, dialogue with time, that we call dialogue in generation at the beginning. It's now more than 15 years that we work on it. We start to work on it. 
It's different reasons. First of all, uh, we are a social enterprise. We need to find the funding also. But also, it takes time because at the beginning, people say, but who will go to see an exhibition about aging? Nobody is interested about it. And it's funny because the number, we just count the number of visitors of Dialogue with Time for this year. We don't have the last number, but there are a lot, and at least 6,000 visitors every week, every month are going through uh, this uh, in, in, in several places in the world, so at an average. So we are quite happy for us because in any case, it's not blockbuster exhibition. Our generally maximum is, 30 people going together and minimum it's 8 people so we cannot have every 15 minutes so we cannot have a lot, a lot of visitors because you need a quality when you need a dialogue so we are very happy because it seems that dialogue with time nevertheless has its public and uh, even young people um, go because when we start people say who wants to nobody will go, the, the young people will not come the people in the Middle Age are afraid about it, and the old people know everything. So why you want to do an exhibition about aging? But obviously, we have young people. We have every, all, all public, including uh, senior, are coming to this exhibition. So it means that, nevertheless, it's interesting. Yes, yes, you are absolutely right. So, uh, so let's then talk about. Uh, you talked about outcomes and impacts, and I read a, read your wonderful article uh, that uh, when you talk about that, could you just share in the last uh, couple of minutes the uh, how you measure outcomes and impacts for your exhibitions. Yeah, so as I say, we work a lot with the theory of transformative learning. And in transformative learning, um, if you look, in fact, you have three kinds of change in the process. And we are aiming to have these three kinds of change. The first is psychological change, changes on the self of the self. And I explained a little bit um, before that, in fact, when you are going through our exhibition, for example, in the dark or in the silence, or you have a, a questioning. You question yourself. You have some something happened to you, and you are really having an experience with your yourself. The other is more conventional revision of belief or of belief system, and and this is mostly related to my way to. Oh, I thought that. I can tell you, for example, quickly that Dialogue in the Dark, as I you say, it's not me that I, I develop it, but the first experience was done by Andreas Heineke, and when I experienced it, um, I was very, very uh, shocked by my own prejudice and how I imagined the person in the dark, and when I look at her in the light, suddenly I say, oh, if I was meeting this person of the street, I will not imagine all these values that she shared. So she was a wonderful guy, and I, I was ashamed about my stereotype. So this conventional, this stereotype that we all have, and we, in our exhibition, it's, where, it's part of it we measure to see how much is changed. Um, and I will not have no time, but it's really well with control group and everything, how 
to go through our dialogue exhibition, some conventional, some belief system change. The last is more difficult to, 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 to evaluate, but it's the behavioral change. Something change in your lifestyle. Something change in your way to do that is different. So this is perhaps, for the moment, we have only story of change, and we have a lot of story of change. And, and, and this story of change is for the visitor, but also for our guide, uh, blind or, or, or deaf or, or, or all people. They have also, they are also in a transformative process when they are guiding through the exhibition. So three level, we are, we are, in, we are measuring three changes. Two are very, are very well, um, Quantitative and qualitative are very well, and we have all the data. Behavioral still, we need to improve our way to, to have the quantitative. For the moment, we have a lot, a lot of qualitative behavioral trends that happen after visiting one of our dialogues. Well, I, I, I would agree with you that uh, it is very challenging to... Uh, with the population you have to really uh, uh, identify quantitative change, behavioral quantitative change. Um, uh, but but I am so glad that you are. Con- if anyone can figure it out, uh, you you certainly can, and I think it's going to help uh, all in the mu- museum field. Yeah, you know, Arna, I'm, I. I'd like you to just, I'd love your opinions on, you know, the, uh, you started dialogue and uh, you started these projects, uh, as you said, a number, number of years ago in the 80s and the 90s, you know, so much has happened in our world. We now find ourselves, you know, maybe in a world that is more frightened, you know, more wanting to be isolated. Uh, have you noticed any um, shifts in that regard with the organizations who are who are coming to you. Uh, are you having more inquiries uh, in certain parts of the world? Uh, I'm just curious of what what you're seeing from your perspective about the world today. Um, let me say that um, in in the last in a moment we have a lot of requests from. For South Asia and Asia in general, um, they were very, very interested about our project and still interested in our project. I, I guess that um, I guess that it's difficult to understand our exhibition. So when you understand, then you 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 start to have one after the other, all of them. But until you understand, it takes some time. Um, I think that. Um, we don't have more requests now than before. Uh, it's a little bit stable and, and really depends more on, on, on the will of one person that suddenly say, oh, I would like to do it. Um, but I, I guess that in these days more than ever, I, I would love that our exhibition are more present because we know, we know really, we have proved that when uh, our dialogue stay more than nine months, but when now, for example, we are in Hamburg here and we have our own place now for 17 years, uh, Hamburg is different. Hamburg is different regarding disability, at least, because we have for, for the moment only dialogue in the dark and dialogue in silence. 
completely different. It takes time, but it's different. People are um, have another attitude toward disability, and uh, and if we succeed to 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 have it in more places, perhaps we can at least help to have the, to have a, a, a more open mind world. I would certainly uh, hope that that would be the case. Uh, I I do feel that that uh, we're the museum world in particular. I think is 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 coming out of what might have been a funk a couple of years ago you know, with with a financial recession. Uh, of course, it hits nonprofits very very hard. So, Orna, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you for inviting me, and uh, thank you for giving us a voice. Oh, certainly my pleasure, and I recommend everyone to contact Orna at info at dialogue slash se dot com. And that's it for this week. We will be back next week with another edition of Museum Life. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to Museum Life. Please join your host, Carol Bossert, again next Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What museum issue is on your mind? Tell Carol at carol.bossert at verizon.net. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 